was a wasp in the room. Uh, there is no longer a wasp in the room, but uh, I've got a semi-permanently opened window, so there's going to be a lot of background noise. Um, and I'm in a bit of a to-do because I don't know what to do about it. Uh, not being a handyman or DIY person in any shape or form. You can hear all the cars going past. Welcome to episode 144 of Mr. Bert Potts. Well, there was a wasp. No, I don't think it was a wasp, but I think it was a bee in the room. Uh, and I usually open the window on the left for some reason. I don't know why, because it's easier to get to the casement windows. Mm. And this bee was on the window on the right, uh, which I struggled to open and then realised I'd got to the point of no return, whereas I couldn't close it and I couldn't open it either. Uh, so eventually, with a lot of battling, uh, which I won't go into detail, I managed to open it and now of course I can't close, absolutely can't close it in any way whatsoever. Uh, so I don't know what to do and um, I thought I'll just do Mr. Bert otherwise uh, Mr. Bert won't go out today because I'll be crying all afternoon. Um, yes, so there's going to be, well there's two children over the road who you can probably hear. Uh, and there's cars going past and there's loads and loads of people. Most, it's, it's funny, although there are quite a lot of people that walk up and down this road, it's astonishing how many suddenly start walking past this house when I'm battling with uh, a window. Uh, I mean, it was like a spectator sport. What can I say? So anyway, the sun's out. I'm trying to look on the positive side because if it was wet and windy, uh, I'd be crying uh, more than I feel like crying at the moment. Uh, I don't feel like crying, it's not that bad. Um, so the sun's out, so it's actually alright, the window is open a little bit. Uh, we've got a Japanese cherry, flowering cherry outside the flat, which flowers every year, and every year I'm convinced it's pink, and then it comes out white. Uh, I don't know why I can't get into my head, I've been here for many, many years. Um, very slow family, but I can't really comment on the people walking past, because they're probably going to hear me, but that's a very slow family. Um, so there's lots of bees buzzing around it because of the pollen, obviously, on on the flowers. And uh, I think one or two just drift into the flat somehow. I don't know how, though. There was the world's biggest uh, bumblebee down by the front door yesterday. It was absolutely huge. So um, the reason I'm not rocking and crying is because the sun's out. So I'm actually in quite a good mood. Uh, and the, uh, the window will get shut somehow. Just don't know how. So... Um, I was up. Uh, I did have quite a lot to drink last night, actually, and I'm quite pleased. Uh, I was up. Didn't sleep very well, actually. I'm on, because um, I'm doing my Zoe diet, so I'm now I'm on an absolute optimal diet. Um, there's two women walking down the middle of the road. I don't know why people bother putting pavements in. I mean, why build a pavement when you can just walk down the middle of the road? It's much safer to walk around down the middle of the road than it is on a pavement. Absolutely oblivious, the pair of them. They won't be oblivious when a car comes around the corner. Anyway, I've never seen them before. And, um, yes, so uh, my stomach didn't take too well to lots of wine. And I uh, had to take a rainy in the middle of the night, just saying. However, that said, I felt fine this morning, and uh, I did uh, I did what looked like a really nice yoga. It was a whole body stretch, 
Uh, and when we got to cow legs, uh, I gave up. Uh, it was a bit too advanced for me. I've never heard of cow legs before. I've never done cow legs before. Uh, Adrian can do cow legs. Uh, Mr. Burke can't. Just saying, I can't even. I can't even vaguely get into cow legs. I mean, it just looked like physically impossible. It looked like one of those Isha drawings. You know, those sort of endless Asher, Isha, MC Asher, um, endless staircases uh, that you never get to the top of. Uh, the way her body was twisted around, and then tried to twist my body around in the same way. It was just not going to happen. Uh, so that was all fine. And then um, uh, then I went for a run, and it was very, very cold this morning, I have to say. It's not now, but it was this morning. I went on quite a weird one. I haven't actually looked at my result. I couldn't face going to Ali Pali. I couldn't. I ran up so many hills last week, I couldn't face the hills this week. So uh, my alternative run is through the woods, but of course it's really, really muddy at the moment due to lots of lots of rain. So I ended up running around lots of pavements. Uh, well, I thought, shall I run on the pavement or shall I just run down the middle of the road? And uh, much safer in the middle of the road, of course. So uh, it was a flutter run. So I'm hoping I've done it quite quickly, but I forgot to look when I got back. So that's all that excitement. And then I bodged a window. What can I say? So um, I've had quite an exciting week. I haven't really had quite an exciting week. Um, I worked on Monday. No, I didn't. Don't know what I did last Monday. My play is going, actually. I've decided I'm going to put it into my dramaturg. So I'm working quite well on my play. Uh, although I do keep drifting off into television programmes. And then uh, Tuesday, I went to see Fedra or Fiedra, or however you say it, at the National Theatre, which was very, very good. Uh, reasons being, well, firstly, it, it's although it's a Greek tragedy, uh, there's a Roman version by Seneca, and there's a 18th, 17th, 18th century version by Racine, which actually I thought... I was, uh, well, I'd done Racine's Andromache, or Andromache, it's a person walking past, uh, with a poo bag in their hand, but they haven't got a dog. And they've got a child, that's a bit strange. It's not a young child either. They must have a dog. No, they do have a dog. Um, so, uh, that was unsettling, wasn't it? So, uh, I did Andromache for French A-level, uh, and uh, for some reason, I convinced myself I was watching Andromache uh, Androm uh, on Tuesday night. And I couldn't work out why the plot wasn't following the plot in my head. Basically, I was watching a completely different play. Uh, I did that last time I went to see Henry V. I was convinced I was watching Henry IV and couldn't work out why Falstaff died at the beginning of it. Um, so, um, it was very good. It's got one of my absolute favourite actors in, Janet McTeer, who... A zillion years ago, I saw do Much Ado as Beatrice with Mark Rylance as Benedict, and was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. And uh, she's in Ozark for television watchers, but I, I watched the first series of Ozark, and I really love Laura Linney, and it's just a fantastic cast. It's just so depressing. I never got onto the second series, let alone the third. And um, so the set, so anyway, so it's, it's written by, um, I think he's Australian, but he works at a lot of European theatre companies and he works in diff different languages. Uh, he's sort of taken the core character of Fedra and sort of written, uh, rather than sort of sticking to the plot, written a variation of the plot. Uh, so it's modern. Uh, and Fedra's a politician 
uh, with a family, very middle class, upper middle class family, and uh, her husband is a uh, ambassador, foreign ambassador, and the set uh, was initially hugely annoying because it's basically, and I think they did the same for uh, another player so not that long ago. So I hope it's not going to come fashionable. And um, basically, a glass box. So the the actor, in fact, the glass was so clear at the front, I didn't think there was glass, but there was. And uh, the actors were mic'd because obviously couldn't hear them through a glass box. I felt very, very sorry and had a, an unbelievable amount of admiration for the woman who was doing the sign language that night for people uh, who, I mean, you can't, I mean, to be honest, if you couldn't hear the dialogue uh, and you're having to watch her work so hard because the initial scene is a family, everyone talking at the same time, and I have no idea what she was, uh, what she was translating, for want of a better word, with her. Uh, hand gestures, signals, symbols. Oh God, I hope Darren doesn't listen to this. He'll just not oh, hear the end of it. So, um, and I didn't realise, and partly because of Darren. Basically, you you can't look at stage if you can't hear what the actors are saying. You're looking at the person standing to the right, wherever they've been placed, who's doing the British Sign Language, uh, and so you you just spend the whole performance watching somebody do British Sign Language. Uh, and you're not really watching the stage. It's it's just it doesn't work. Uh, it's got it's got to be it, it can be sorted out quite easily, I think, with a little bit of imagination. But anyway, I'm ranting about things. Uh, and so so anyway, there's this box. So the character, the, the family were mic'd, um, and it was basically a kitchen on one side, and what was on the other side? Also, oh, sort of living room, sort of cities and things. Then amazingly, to much to my delight, the box started rotating. So it rotated round so that the uh, kitchen sort of disappeared. Right, it was cl clockwise. The kitchen sort of disappeared and then the living room bits joined into what was uh, supposed to be a guest bedroom. Um, and I'm talking about quite a detailed set. I mean, it was it was realistic. I mean, there wasn't clutter. I mean, obviously, it didn't look like this flat, but and then um, and then it kept moving. Sometimes it didn't stop; it just kept going, and the actors moved around with it or against it or whatever. You sometimes it stopped in different places. Then the lights went out, and there was um, some over uh, someone speaking recorded thing uh, with subtitles because it was in I think it was in Arabic. And then the lights came up, and I nearly fell off my seat because basically the whole uh, glass box uh, was empty, had been emptied of this hole. I, don't, I, don't, I just do not know where that set went. And um, it was full of waist-high wheat, probably not in the middle of it because you couldn't see the middle, but certainly around the edges because it started revolving around. So the actors basically were in a wheat field. I mean, it was extraordinary. That then disappeared, uh, another blackout, and then it went into one of the characters' flats, which was basically empty uh, because of his situation in life. Uh, but still felt the way it was lit and even the few things that were on the stage in the box made it feel like exactly what you were supposed to be looking at, which was somebody living in a probably high uh, block of flats apartment uh, with very few belongings. Then after the interval, uh, it went into, what was next? A restaurant. I mean, a, like 
and I'm talking, I'm saying a restaurant, it was the same shape as the living room and the uh, kitchen at the beginning. Uh, it had tables down one side, which went away from the audience with sort of other people sitting there. Um, I think they were all the understudies uh, having um, rhubarb, rhubarb conversations. Um, it was astonishing. It was absolutely astonishing. And then that revolved around for the next scene uh, separately. So we then got the back of it, which was another part of the restaurant, which two characters met in at a, at a later date. And then the final scene was basically all that just went and it was just like a, it was just full of snow. Um, and the also, uh, oh, snow and fog. The characters kept disappearing and reappearing and I don't know how they got, I just still, I just don't know how the characters left the stage and got back on again because they would just appear and disappear. Uh, it was astonishing. It's very rarely I get completely um, full of awe and wonder at a stage set, but this was amazing. And although it could be argued it was style of substance, I would argue it wasn't style of substance. It, I think it went absolutely brilliant with the production, with the concept, with the acting, with the script, with everything. I thought the whole thing was fantastic. And um, it was very thought-provoking production, and I'm still thinking about it. Um. If I don't shut up about that, this now, you're just going to hear it for the whole rest of the podcast. It was amazing. So then Wednesday, I had two shows. What did I do in between the shows? can't remember. Thursday, I had, uh, there was an understudy rehearsal. So uh, that was the same day as the National Treasure, who I realise I've neglected a bit on this podcast. Um, National Treasure also had a matinee day, so we were able to meet briefly. That was nice. It was nice, actually. It was very nice. Um, I can't remember where we ended up. Uh, anyway, that doesn't matter. And oh, a little shout-out to uh, the National Treasure's mother. Very important. And then um, and then I, had, then I had to see the National Treasure again on Saturday. So um, it was a bit of a wild week. Uh, they're having um, a bit of a do in static at the moment. And um, honestly, I was late coming out of the uh, rehearsal and I was worried because I knew they were standing outside waiting for me. And I came out and they were just regaling. They had like this little audience regaling with them with stories quite happily. Um, And then we were coming out on Saturday. We were in the crypt in St. Martin's. We were coming upstairs. For some reason, I was saying, oh, it's grey. And when it's grey, my mood always goes down. Uh, I just vaguely and quite briefly describe that in words. I then got a three-hour five-act play. Uh, I mean, it was astonishing, uh, demonstrating the um, National Treasure's uh, reaction to and living with uh, moods on a grey day. Uh, I've never seen anything like it, actually. Um, But then they're an actor, what can I say? Excuse me. And then, um, so I've been working all this week because my uh, my co-worker is away. So I did Friday night, and usually for me. And then Saturday I did two shows. That was all lovely. show is so lovely, lovely, lovely. I'm having such a nice time on it. And then um, Sunday, yesterday, we went to a place I used to work at a long, long time ago, and I've never been back to since, uh, as was the National Film Theatre, now called BFI on the South Bank, because um, a contact had mentioned something about one of the seasons, which is a Ginger Rogers season, 
Uh, Lieutenant Rogers, who, although she made some films with Fred Astaire, made an awful lot more without Fred Astaire uh, and not dancing. And uh, it was Stage Door, which I'd never seen before, and I really wanted to see it. So uh, I went back to uh, said place, and that was it was fine, actually. It's all changed, so it was fine. And um, then, uh, so the film was introduced by Sandy Toxvig, and then I went to meet... Oh, yes, because the person, the coincidentally, the person uh, all that was involved with all this had come to see the play I work on uh, for the Saturday matinee, um, so, which was just, which was just sort of, is it serendipitous or something? I don't know what the word is. Uh, and that was lovely. And then, because I hadn't seen them for a very long time. And then, um, so they, anyway, ended up in the green room for because uh, they were going to buy me a drink as a thank you for something. Uh, never saw that. And uh, there's Sandy Toxvig in there. So I met Sandy Toxvig, it was very nice. And um, that was completely upstaged by the fact that Sandy Toxvig's wife knows somebody. So there was all this hugging going on. And I was just standing there, as was Sandy Toxvig, actually a bit sort of lost. We didn't sort of know what to do because of this big thing apparently they worked together at some point um so that was all a bit surreal uh, quite amusing and then um and then that was what that went into wine um not paid for by uh, the person who was going to buy me a drink to say and that went on for about two hours actually it was meant to be a half hour drink and it went on for quite a long time um but it was a very lovely day actually and um I do miss going to... I've got out of the habit of going to the cinema, let alone going to see old black and white films. I mean, Stage Door was made in 1937, I think. Um, and it's basically about a group of uh, actors, mostly unemployed, living in a sort of... Um, all women, living in a sort of... I don't know what you... We don't really have them now. Um... Just like um, they would, it was like sort like a sort of permanent hotel. They would all have a room, or they'd share a room, and they'd pay for bed and board and get fed. I can't remember what they call them, but you know we don't really have them now. I suppose it was safe for women. You know they just all lived together. Um, whether it was connected to the fact they were all in the theatre or not, I don't know. Maybe that was why these places existed. But anyway, um, oh no! In fact, the character in um, uh, in um, Agent Carter. She lives in one as well. Um, so there was, it was, it was Catherine Hepburn, Ginger Rogers, uh, Eve Arden, uh, Anne Miller, who was 14 when she did it. I mean, unbelievable. Anne Miller, who is absolutely one of my favourite. Uh, I think her dancing is absolutely phenomenal. There, there was very little dancing. It wasn't a musical. But Anne Miller is a phenomenal dancer. Um, and... Um, lot of white it was constant wisecracking uh dialogue which i really love and then it went really sad at the end and threw me completely um but very funny uh and really got the sort of female camaraderie 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 what, what's the word i'm looking for anyway of um bitchiness because they're all sort of battling for the same job but all actually really caring about each other as well um it was really nice, actually. It was a really good film. Really, really good film. So, um, and then we had a pizza on the way home, so that was exciting. Uh, and then I got up in the middle of the night and had to have a Rene. A Rene? A Rene. 
What's a Rene? That's a French Rene. So um, the Amaryllis uh, has got about five flowers on one stem, one of which flower is out. Of course, they're all going to come out when we're away next week. Uh, I will be here next week. Don't panic, but I won't be here the week after. Um, and then I think the olive's dead. Pretty sure it is. It looks as if it's alive, but I think it's dead. Uh, and my heart's tongue fern, or whatever. It's not a heart's tongue fern, but that's barely alive. Uh, and uh, then we watched the magpie murders last night. Uh, and I thought, again, I sat watching it. Couldn't understand why I couldn't follow the plot because uh, I've read the book. Uh, and then about halfway through, realised uh, I've read a different book by the same author, Anthony Horowitz, uh, Murder Mystery. Uh, so I get through life uh, quite easily confused, it has to be said. Um, so I'm back at work this evening. I've got a full week in the theatre, which will be fine. And um, what am I reading? Oh, I've, I've, I'm, I've moved on to another Inspector Barnett, where he's saying there's only two of them, Friedrich Durham uh, detective story because they're not really detective stories they're very odd um, and I am watching watching I don't think I'm watching very much at the moment anyway I haven't got time to watch anything this week so that's that um, I sound very jolly don't I I think it's sort of mild hysteria because I can't close the window uh, I'll update everybody on the uh... oh what did amuse me though was I walked down the um no, that person's definitely got a dog. Uh, I walked down the road and uh, a lot of uh, interest and feedback was given to me with concern about our half-dirty splattered car. Uh, I noticed two other cars uh, splattered in exactly the same way, only half the car as ours, which amused me. Uh, so uh, it'd be nice if the council could actually do something about the um, sinkholes, as I like to call them, in our road. But there we go. So, um, yes. I think that's all. Uh, I'll be here next Monday. Uh, I won't be here the following Monday. Uh, so I'm just giving people advance warning of, advance warning of that because obviously uh, some people have to rearrange their whole lives when they don't get a Mr. Bert, understandably. Thank you for listening. <laughs>